What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to a very special theater kid edition of Pop Culture History Lesson on the Ringer Dish feed. My name is Jody Walker. I'm going to try very hard in this podcast not to sing any show tunes. No uh, promises. To- <laughs> no promises at all. From I my said end. try very, very hard. I will do my best. The voice you're hearing is Ringer, uh, Ringer Dish Royalty, Kate Hallowell, who is joining me for this theater kid discussion. Kate, how are you? Oh my God. I'm honored. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I am hoping that I don't get recast midway through this podcast. It would be once again, absolutely no promises. It's a <laughs> right. very dangerous industry Listen, out it's here. It's hard to say. It's hard we to say. We are dealing with peak performance. <laughs> we are. We really are. It's very important. Uh, but I'm thrilled that you've brought me here to discuss the really the big theater drama of the year. These are, these are, I mean, yes, these are the big events. As you can probably tell, we are here today to discuss the absolute juicy drama surrounding the Broadway revival of Funny Girl, um, a topic that spans two of our great American traditions, Broadway and the collected works of Ryan Murphy, a.k.a. Glee. <laughs> huge, huge Venn diagram uh, in the middle of that. An absolute circle <laughs> yes. is that yes. overlap of, of interest. <laughs> and these are my favorite kind of pop culture history lessons to do because it takes on something that is happening right now, something that as we are recording happened just one or two days ago, but it involves so much history and so much pop culture knowledge to like 
really appreciate it. Um, as one Twitter user, Izzy Bond, described this mess, it's a huge deal for annoying people. And we are, Kate and I, I would like to speak for you, Kate. We are those annoying people. Yes, we are fully qualified <laughs> in all we aspects are. of that tweet. So you better believe we have starred in productions of Steel Magnolias. You better believe <laughs> that we have hammered together some theater backdrops in a tech class. So we, true. We are, we're here to guide you through this. So the quickest possible summary to say is that this week, after weeks of speculation and just the best plethora of Leah Michelle can't read memes that you could possibly imagine, it was announced finally that Leah Michelle will replace Beanie Feldstein in the role of Fanny Bryce uh, in the Broadway revival of Funny Girl starting September 6th. Now, these are names that you're probably familiar with. These are people that you might know, even if you're not a theater person. But we are going to break it all down for why this is interesting. So, Kate, big picture, I'd love to ask you, why is this interesting? Why are people so fascinated by this? It's almost hard to explain because I feel like on the surface, people are like, I barely care about Beanie Feldstein. I barely care about Lee Michelle. Hasn't done anything in forever. Like, I don't really care about the theater. Like, why is this such a big thing on the internet? And it's because, it's like you said, this Venn diagram, it's all of these overlapping interests. You've got the Gleeks, who, you know, <laughs> Leah Michelle's history as Fanny Bryce Still goes way back. Strong. You've got the memes that go in line with Leah Michelle's entire identity. And those are overlapping with this, like, current Broadway drama this sort of downfall of this kind of like, you know, beloved nepotism baby who's now getting the nepotism backlash, which I'm sure is a cycle that is deserved or isn't deserved, but is happening. Uh, you get kind of like just we're bored and we're online, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's drama. Like, it's like exactly. there's so much less drama in our personal lives than there used to be, I think. Right. I mean, I won't speak for everyone, <laughs> but as an annoying person, I do feel that there's less drama and less interesting things sometimes in my personal life than there right. used to be. And it also has this element of like, it seems like, I mean, the reason we're here today is because it doesn't seem that interesting. But then when you delve into the background, and you delve into the relationships and the timelines and the drama, it's one of those things that like is all over TikTok now because people are saying, well, there's this element of it and there's this joke and there's this side of it. And it just all these new things keep coming to light and making it juicier and juicier. And so I think people have really just latched on. Uh, and it, it you mentioned this, I guess, before we started, but it's it's almost like, Obviously, you know, you're sort of rooting for someone's downfall or at least watching it happen. But it's almost like good natured, as good natured as something like this can get in terms of sort of clean, fun entertainment. <laughs> right, right. Clean The clean, good, clean fun of making fun of people. I mean, we'll get more into this later. But the sort of bottom line of all the main characters of this story is that they're like pretty privileged people and incredibly talented people. So they're going to land on their feet. Like, I feel really confident about that, about every single person except maybe Leah Michelle. And it's like, if Leah <laughs> Michelle doesn't land on her feet, that's on her. Because right. she's got, she, she created the unstable she made ground that bed. there. Yeah, right. For sure. She, she, she made that bed and now she's going to like try and make up a different bed. Um, but let's get into some of these main players of who we're dealing with before we get into the very complicated timeline of how this all went down. So Kate, what is your familiarity or interest in 
Funny Girl itself, the old play, the movie, the revival. Like, is this something you're into? It's not one of my favorites. I'm definitely like a musical person. I've seen the movie. I'm, you know, I'm aware of the songs. I watched Glee. I watched Lee Michelle's version. Would you like of it to just Glee. do like a click, a quick clip of one of the songs right now? Maybe just I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, let me just just rattle off. Don't rain on my parade. Um, listen, I've got the nose. I can get the wig. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm aware of it. I've seen it. It's not a favorite, but it is a classic. And I feel like if you you know, engage with enough enough theater content. It's just like something that sort of you become a fan of through osmosis. Uh, so I, you know, it's not something that I like was lining up to get tickets to on Broadway, but I would like to see it succeed. I would see it if someone, you know, took me to New York, cough, cough, Spotify, uh, to see it hey. for research purposes. <laughs> um, but I'm not like a diehard funny girl fan. Are you a diehard? Of course not. I mean, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Maybe I'm I'm sure that some people are. Leah Michelle. I will s- <laughs> Leah Michelle and Beanie Feldstein are those people. We are not those people. Um the I think that the main interest surrounding this revival is that it had never been revived before. This was a huge star-making play and then movie for Barbara Streisand. Uh, Funny Girl originally opened on Broadway in 1964, at that time starring a pretty unknown musical theater actress, Barbara Streisand, and basically shot her into the stratosphere. She was nominated for a Tony for Funny Girl. She went on to play Fanny Bryce, who was a Jewish vaudeville-era comedian, an appropriate time to use that term. Um, And so the story is a pretty fictionalized version of her life. Another very talented woman um, who always seemed to be landing on her feet. So Barbara Streisand originated this role nearly 60 years ago. Am I getting that math right? I think so. And it has not been revived since then. And it really is just like, it revolves around this one person, these two people, the first person, Fanny Bryce, and the second person, Barbara Streisand. So like the idea of recasting that role that turned Barbara Streisand into this like, superstar who now has a mall with an Auntie Anne's pretzels at the bottom of her house and like clones her dogs. It's not Auntie Anne's, but she has some some wild mall stuff at the bottom of her house. Um, She clones her dog. You know, I mean, she is like a pop culture figure to the max. So to revive that role, I think has seemed like completely overwhelming and impossible. It's been tried before and has failed and always been kind of like cut out the legs at the legs before it ever made it to Broadway. And then this year it was announced or not this year in, in 2021, it was announced that the role would be uh, revived, that the, that the show would be revived and coming back to Broadway with Beanie Feldstein in the, uh, the second starring turn, ideally as, And this is really where all the drama begins, as Fanny Bryce. So I felt like at the time, people were very excited about this. I think that people root for her. What did you know about Beanie Feldstein like at the time that this was announced? Or what, what was your introduction to her in pop culture? Yeah, I mean, she was kind of like this sort of, not Hollywood golden girl to speak, but she was kind of like, the girl that everyone was rooting for. You know, she did book smart and she was funny and relatable and she was in Lady Bird. The titular role was like her <laughs> iconic line. 
And she was this like very much the scene stealer in a lot of these indie movies for a while. And she was kind of cool to be like rooting for her. Like, oh, you know, Saoirse Ronan, whatever. But like Beanie Feldstein, like she really stole that movie. And I think it sort of ramped up and she kept getting cast in more things. You know, she did the uh, American... What, what was it? Not American Horror Story. Whatever the Ryan Murphy. Oh gosh, I get Clinton them all. American was. Crime Story. Crime story. Impeachment. Yes. Impeachment. Thank you so much. Uh, she did that, and like she just was, you know, getting a lot of starring roles. And um, I so when it made sense to me, you know, it's a comedic role. She has theater background. She obviously is qualified to do theater to a degree. We were going to find out to that to what degree it was. Um, oh, oh no, but, a pretty firm ceiling came yeah, down at some point. As it turns out, there is. Um, but yeah, I think most people were optimistic about this and it seemed like a good fit uh, to people who had not yet seen the show. <laughs> right. Maybe not to the producers who should have made some earlier moves than they did. But yeah, I had pretty much the same experience. Like, she... I just remember noticing her so early. I remember noticing her in like Neighbors 2 as a scene stealer. And I think <laughs> yeah. that's... Yeah. She's I like, forgot she was in that. <laughs> she... She's she's the only thing I remember about it. She's very funny, like throwing herself against that car. She's a really great, like physical comedian. Um, yeah, and then she she was kind of like you said, like a scene stealer in Lady Bird. I think that's like what she became known for is being this sort of scene stealer. And then when she took it to the big leagues, a leading role in Booksmart, it was like, oh, well, she she can be like a leading. She was so great in that. She and Caitlin Deaver. It's so funny. And you really see a lot of what we have not covered yet, which is her famous family and friends. You know, you kind of described her as like a golden girl earlier. What she is, is kind of like golden breeding. Like yes. she has the background to be a star. She was raised in Hollywood, basically. Both of her parents work in the entertainment industry. And her brother is Jonah Hill, who is an A-list superstar, got his start as a comedian. Very funny. And when she was in Booksmart, I feel like even if I hadn't known that they were siblings, I would have made the connection between Booksmart and Superbad. Like, they're mm -hmm. really similar movies that had really similar star turns for their, like, duo of characters. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, she definitely has the uh, the receipts, I suppose, to back up the uh, the Hollywood lifestyle. And yeah, yeah her, par her parents also very well connected. Yeah, I think her mom is a costume designer and her dad is like in music finance. It gets a little shifty. Uh -huh. <laughs> with, and then maybe has enough money to do some production. Um, so it made sense before all this other stuff came out that she would be uh that she would be cast. So she gets cast and that is like pretty exciting to people who are rooting for her, but what it also brings up is that Leah Michelle, our other main character, certainly in possession of main character energy, is uh has has been gunning for this role for basically her entire life. Yeah, there there's this this I mean, I think what it comes down to is people just love to make fun of Leah Michelle. Like, I think if people loved it less, this drama simply would not have happened. But we, Absolutely we not. We as a society love 
it's the interplay between like Leah Michelle and Rachel Berry from Glee and how they're like, we have just made them kind of into the same person. <laughs> um, and I do think like as a society, like we, this is kind of our fault for sort of forcing Leah Michelle into the spotlight. Um, and it originally Kate, was Amy was cast I don't again feel and that again. I personally forced her into the spotlight. I feel that she was thrust upon me. That's fair. That's fair. And I took it. That, yep. Which That's this fair. seems like an appropriate time to put on the record what level of Gleek we were. I'll let oh, you yeah. go first. <laughs> you know, I Glee came out uh, my freshman year of high school. I was show choir adjacent, and I can't tell you how huge it was uh, in the choir basements of Indiana. Wow. Um, I great, great sound resonation down there. Oh, absolutely. I, we used to play it. We used to play the uh, Don't Stop Believing cover before like my volleyball games as like our warm up song. It was, we we're in so deep just <gasps> across the school. Journey before athletics. I don't know. Acapella <laughs> journey. It'll get you going like nothing else. Um, but I stuck around. I watched Glee for a really long time. I was very invested. I was watching the YouTube videos and the iTunes songs and covers. I think I bailed when they graduated. I don't know how many seasons in that was, but that was when it really went off the deep end. Well, you could argue much earlier, but right. <laughs> that's when I gave up. Maybe like season two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of did the same. I always think in my head that I bailed on Glee, but I think if pushed, maybe I watched the entire thing. Wow. Because I can remember all the new seasons of people coming in. Like... I definitely watched after they graduated. I think at some point it just stopped resonating with me. Like I was still watching it as a completist, but I no longer cared. Whereas Leah Michelle's performance of Rain on My Parade is so seared into my brain. And it's honestly was my first experience with Funny Girl. Like, you know, that show came out at a time when I was like not as deeply invested in expanding my cultural repertoire as I like became as an adult. You know, we were singing Journey in the bleachers. Right. <laughs> um, and so I remember hearing her sing that song. I was probably watching it live. I, I don't even know that we had like had DVR. And, and being blown away, like, by Leah Michelle's vocal capability. And I have since seen people try to kind of, like, take that back, that, like, no, she's nasally or she's just doing a Barbara performance. And to those people, I say, no. She is a once-in-a-generation in talent. Mm, she is a generational <laughs> talent. <laughs> Maybe there she's are- not... The there highest are, talent of our generation. So many, there are so many things, valid criticisms of Leah Michelle. Right. Like, we don't have to make that one. You know, like no. there are so many other things. Like, we can let her have that. Like, we can yeah. let her have the vocal ability that she has. Buckle in for a 3 a.m. YouTube spiral that personally for me starts there and like ends somewhere around Andrew Rannells at like five in the morning. But uh, yeah, Circle I just life. remember being blown away by her vocals. That particular song being really something that, like, I always remember. She went on to perform it at the Tonys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she was, she became this, this huge deal in Glee. And then I would say, at some point or another, people were kind of like, huh, where'd that Leah Michelle go? <laughs> Like, she was really talented. Why isn't she doing anything? Right? Literally, like, did yeah. she do anything remarkable after Glee? Nothing. Like, nothing. 
Like, like barely in some other Ryan Murphy properties. Yeah. And she really disappeared. And I think the only reason she would ever kind of pop back up is when something else happened. Something cursed and Glee related would happen and people would talk about her again and be like, what's she up to? And then right. people would forget about her. And then it, she really like really fizzled out. Right. Which the, you know, like the Glee curse is maybe a, a different uh, pop culture history lesson with a, Seriously. a much a much sadder, darker tone. Yeah. But she, I, so, so come to find out, um, during the, uh, George Floyd protest in 2020, Mm -hmm. Leah Michelle tweets her support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And all of a sudden, that was that in that rare case was not the right thing to do because it turns out that is not the life that she has been leading. And I think that there had been like rumors trickling around. There'd certainly been like a suggestion that she was difficult to work with. But at the, at that time, you know, I think people were in like peak share mode and there was this sort of like protection of like, this powerful woman can't hurt you anymore. Like, we're speaking truth to power now. And the the biggest thing was that her, the a former, another former Glee star, Samantha Ware, who was cast in the later seasons, one of the, one of the later uh, new kids, Saved by the Bell new kids that I remember coming in, who was great, totally great in the show, tweets and says to Leah Michelle in response to her tweeting about Black Lives Matter, Remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget. And then she goes on to tweet, I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would shit in my wig, amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. Which is just awful and unfortunately, like, completely believable. Everyone is like, oh yeah, this definitely happened. Not just because we believe it about Leah Michelle, but because people come out to, like, support Samantha, talk about their bad experiences with Leah Michelle. A lot of the, some of them racially charged. Most of, uh, Samantha Ware is Black. I don't think I mentioned that. And other, Amber Riley, I believe, goes on to say, speak out and say that, you know, she would not like specifically call Leah Michelle racist, but that she was very difficult to work with. Do you remember hearing about all of this stuff? Were you following it live? Yes, I was. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, there was not a minute where I doubted any of it. I mean, not, I mean, in general, I would have believed this anyway. Right. Two, you had people immediately, like you said, backing it up people who worked with Leah and worked with Samantha being like, yes, this happened or things like this happened. And then Leah's apology was very like, oh, I've, I've grown since then, you know? So it's like, I, okay. It was also, I'm going to read a clip of this apology because it's not great. She posted, I believe on her Instagram stories, but it, it may have been a hard post. It may have been a hard post. Don't quote me on that. I don't want Leah Michelle in. <laughs> Be like, it was on the grid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she said, whether it was my privileged, privileged position and perspective that caused me to be perceived as insensitive or inappropriate at times, or whether it was just my immaturity and me just being unnecessarily difficult, I apologize for my behavior and for any pain which I have caused. 
You may have noticed that it took me about 30 seconds to get around to the apology. Yeah. And being perceived a certain way. Not like, okay. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So So Samantha must have just perceived you as saying that you would like to shit in her wig. Sure. Yeah. That's That's a microaggression that she perceived. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Not a great apology. Really terrible things. But this was another time that I think it was just like, oh, wow, we can just really dislike this person that we've been trying to lightly dislike for years. And it just explained so much, right? Because I truly believe that she's so talented and it was so weird that she like had not been in anything else. Yeah, yeah. It was this weird shift of like, you know, and I mean, I think she still remains kind of like a meme figure almost where like, no one really cares that much about her as a person. No one is like a Leah Michelle fan. Even her social media is like kind of distanced. Like she doesn't, she exists like kind of as this character. And I think it was this strange shift where all of a sudden it was like, oh no, this is like a shitty person who has done shitty things. And like, yes, she's right. talented. And yes, we can continue to make fun of her and will, but like, let's take a minute to acknowledge that she's a shitty person and like has affected real people. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, like you said, it definitely a shift of like, oh, it's fun to make fun of her. And oh, like this is are like arguably a very bad person, uh, according to several different people. Right. So at that point, she goes from kind of like meme to invisible. You know, I mean, she's pretty much she wasn't doing a lot. What I mean, it was basically like she was already blacklisted. I mean, people were not working. People were with not her. lining up to work with Leah Michelle. <laughs> you know who was working with her? Hello Fresh, and they pulled the plug. My God, devastating! We cannot stand for this. Wow. Um. So, you know, she she loses her her backing. I think you know, perhaps at this time, she's sort of like leaned into her personal life. She became a mother at some point. Mm-hmm. Her um, husband, her husband named Zandy. I can never get over that. Squeeze me. His name is Zandy, and their child's <laughs> name is Ever. So. Oh, wow. That is a lot of names. Mm -hmm. I will say that every time I typed her name, Leah Michelle, it's like it's missing like a number of letters that you would otherwise (laughs) expect. Yeah. Only one L always throws me off. Only one L. No H. Like you got to. I can only imagine if I had been getting Zandy and ever in there. I know. It's wild. So she she basically disappears from the zeitgeist. We're, We're not talking about her too much unless it's to just like touch back down on like how terrible she was to so many people uh until august of 2021 when the funny girl uh the funny girl officially comes back into the mix beanie feldstein is announced as fanny bryce for the funny girl revival to as we covered like pretty positive reviews and immediately leah michelle is trending on twitter Immediately. And it was such a good joke. I mean, there are so many of us that the Glee, you know, love goes so far back. It's she's so easy to make fun of. She's safe to make fun of because she's shitty. Like there are it was just was it was such it's a, a layup. It's right there. It's and right like there. if you're feeling lazy, it's so easy to make a Leah Michelle joke. Okay. And you know, I was gonna say this for later, but I, I actually think that we need to go ahead and cover or it's it's gonna be difficult to talk about some of these things. The Leah Michelle can't read me. <laughs> I have a tab up and ready to go, but I have so okay. much, so much knowledge about this anyway. 
I have admitted to Kate offline that this is something that I have a really hard time keeping up with. <laughs> like, why? I think I laugh at 100% of the Leah Michelle can't read jokes, <laughs> but I can like never remember. It's like a blank spot in my meme understanding history. So in what I'd like to call a pop culture history lesson within the pop culture history lesson, Kate, can you explain to us why people joke about Leah Michelle not being able to read? One of our best pop culture conspiracy theories since Avril Lavigne is a clone and Stevie Wonder is not actually blind. Like, it's up there with those. It's, like, really high up there. All uh, true. This theory uh, was created by Jay Hunt and Robert Ackerman on their podcast, One More Thing. And they released a 40-minute video called Leah Michelle is Illiterate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And on YouTube? In 2018. Uh, it was on their podcast. And I think it was also on YouTube, but it's been taken 2018? down. 2018? I feel yeah. like I've been living with this, this meme so for back. a decade. Listen, it, wow. it, the evidence was there. So maybe that's why. But okay. I've, <laughs> I, never, I've personally been making it in my mind. <laughs> I've never watched the whole video, but I've seen a million TikToks like breaking it down, which then when you watch one TikTok about how Lee Michelle can't read, then suddenly you're getting all the TikToks <laughs> that's about the how algorithm. <laughs> can't read. It's like you care about cats and Leah Michelle and the fact that she can't read. Um, I've always said that about you, Kate. Yes, that's my brand. So these two guys, uh, obviously this theory was formed as a joke, but the internet took it, ran with it, and it has a lot of very funny evidence. Um, it basically, like, the main things are that she spent her childhood on Broadway in, starring in Les Mis. She was thrown into fame so abruptly that, like, she never had a chance to read, learn how to read and write. Like, that's the original sort of thesis. And then the evidence for that is... Uh, she only appears in Ryan Murphy productions because he knows her secret and he will, you know, read her her lines. He will feed them to her uh, on I'm set, immediately offset, buying in. Does that suck? Things like that. Like, that's why she hasn't done any other projects. Uh, another one is like, they think that her social media accounts are run by her assistants where like, and there was a there, there was this like run of like sometimes it would be a full caption they'd be like that was the assistant and then sometimes it would just be like an emoji and they'd be like that's a real post <laughs> from Leah like that's how you know when it's just an emoji. There are also like rumors of people on the set of Glee who said like you weren't allowed to improvise around Leah Michelle. I have heard that. Yeah, like that was apparently a thing rumored like allegedly, but that kind of plays into it. People, this goes a little further, but like people said that, you know, she released this book uh, called Brunette Ambition that was like very little words, and like a lot of like just pictures, pics or recipes, <laughs> workouts. Um, and uh, there are some pictures of her like signing the books and people were like, her pen isn't actually touching the page. So I'm like, okay, she can sign her okay. name. Like, <laughs> we don't need to go that far. There's enough other evidence. Uh, but there's like, you know, videos of her assistants like holding her phone. That, like she doesn't actually like, use her phone people use it for her um just all of these things and now the funniest part is that uh in all of these articles about funny girl which we'll get to but she's practicing off-site <laughs> she's just like she's learning the play off-site and practicing away from everyone else and then she's just gonna like come in and perform once she knows all the lines and like knows everything and all the songs because uh, not only can she not read? <laughs> but she has leaned into not being able to read so much so that she refuses to learn how to read. Exactly. So it's like drumline where like she has to hear somebody do it and then she can do it. But it's like this big secret. So that's the theory. And that's the meme. And people have run with it ever since. So like even when 
in August, like when Beanie was announced, people were joking about Leah, but they were like, don't worry, she'll be okay. Like, she'll never know as long as she doesn't right. listen to the radio or like watch right. TV. Like, it's okay. So right. there is also like this other internet joke meme that's like built into this that then is, I think, adding adding to more people talking about her and joking about her. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. You cannot talk, you cannot make fun of Leah Michelle in any other way without it coming up that she can't read. I was on like a trip with some girlfriends this weekend, and my friend and I were discussing in the backseat the the funny girl drama. And I said something like, Did do you know about Leah Michelle? And our other friend leaned back from the backseat and said, Oh, that she can't read. It was like you just it's it's IRL too. You it's can't the go-to. you can't escape it. You really Which is can't. why we had to go ahead and address it. Because, like you said, in August 2021. Beanie's cast and the revival are announced and people are immediately talking about Leah Michelle and taking some solace in the fact that this can't hurt her because she can't read. Uh, so she doesn't know that this is happening. And of course, this could potentially hurt her because what has been said over and over again is that like Leah Michelle has been campaigning to play Fanny Bryce for her entire life, um, or at least for her entire adult life. Like, Glee was basically one long Fanny Bryce audition. She sang so many songs from the show. I think, like, 
six or seven performances Bunch. throughout the yeah. five seasons. Like all the good ones, all the good songs. Yeah, she exactly. Got in. And like, exactly. And like a, cu- a couple of the of the hangers on. Um, but what's interesting is then, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be hard to get through this podcast without comparing women. Uh, but, you know, sliding, sliding Beanie and Leah up right against each other. They're kind of like this inverse mirror image um, where Beanie also has wanted to play Fanny Bryce for her entire life. When once she was cast, there was all this, um, you know, she did all the press and stuff and and was on like a number of late night shows talking about how she had a Fanny or a, a funny girl themed birthday party when she was three years old. And it really is adorable. She is like tiny, tiny and dressed up in this full leopard print fur number. Um, so, you know, the the it's electric what's happening like like just enjoying that Leah Michelle did not get cast in this yes until m- months later almost a year later in April 2022 when funny girl premieres on Broadway and the reviews come in at which point everyone is hoping that Leah Michelle has hired someone to read to her <laughs> because the reviews are not good i remember being sort of stunned by this Yes. The overwhelming bad... You just don't see overwhelming bad reviews like this. You Certainly do not. on Broadway. But even of, like, movies and stuff. Like, and people didn't want to. Like, you see bad reviews of movies, but there's some glee to it. No pun intended. Like, <laughs> but for this, it was, you. like, all these people who were, like, rooting for Beanie and, like, really yeah. went and, like, were excited for this revival and, like, theater critics and, like... all and. They, it it just was like tweet after tweet, article after article. It was like it gives me no great pleasure, but this is that like, was she's really definitely quite bad. the feeling is that like it gives me no great pleasure. I think when there are like universal pans of a movie, it's usually like we expected this, or it's just so bad, or like how dare they? Sort of. It's usually like you know just a bunch of and ultimately, I mean, that maybe is kind of how things turned out here. But at the time, it really felt like a number of these critics and and the reviews were somewhat varied. The bottom line seems to be that they knew that they couldn't replicate Barbara Streisand's performance as Fanny Bryce. And so in casting Beanie Feldstein, they went with what they hoped would be like more of an acting performance, more of a comedic performance. And she wouldn't have the voice of Barbara Streisand, but she'd be able to pull it off and she'd be bringing a different angle to it. Because I think, you know, the reason that it had never been revived until now is that like it couldn't be like no one's going to outperform Barbara Streisand. And so they had to take a different angle on it. It's also worth noting that like the book and the score of Funny Girl are not that good. And so they did some revisions, but I'm not sure like how how far that got it. So just going to give a couple samples of the reviews so that we can kind of hear what's happening. Uh, Jesse Green for the New York Times said, Feldstein is not stupendous. She's good, funny enough in places, and immensely likable always. You root for her to raise the roof, but she only bumps up against it a little. Her voice, though solid and sweet and clear, is not well-suited to the music. And I'll go on to read something. That was about as nice as they got, I would say. That was kind of like a positive one because there are like some compliments for the acting. Most of the reviews include some suggestion that like the acting is there, you know, like she is funny, but she seemed to be playing it in sort of a a more juvenile 
way, which some people don't respond well to, I would really recommend reading, if you're into things like this, reading Helen Shaw's review at Vulture, because she's an extremely talented reviewer. She knows what she's talking about, and you can really tell that in the review. But it is harsh. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Is like she knows what she's talking about, and she's saying that it's bad. Um, the kind of the greatest compliment that she gives Beanie's lead performance is that she gives great Bumble. You know, she she gives the comedy that is there. But then she goes on to say, "But in song after song, her voice lets her down, piercing and unpleasant when it gets any higher than her chest. It's simply not a sound you expect to hear on Broadway. It's tough." That's tough. I remember that line and being like, that is an indictment. It's simply not a sound you expect to hear on Broadway. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know how you recover from that. You know, like, I, you're just like not qualified to be here, essentially, is what she's saying. Like, you're funny and you tried, but like... The thing is, she was in the also the revival of Hello, Dolly, Beanie mm. was, to like mm-hmm. great reviews. But yeah. that was once again a sort of like scene-stealing side character. This is like notoriously one of the most difficult roles on Broadway. It carries the entire show and the vocals are very difficult. And I remember watching a um a CBS Sunday morning clip package about about this show and getting like excited. I went back and watched it before we recorded and the vocals in it are they're a little tough. Like they're mm. they're high and they're pitchy and you know, I didn't like notice it at the time, but it's like upon reflection maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. Very tough. So um you know, there's like a whole new wave of jokes that uh, that Leah Michelle is reveling in this. And then to add uh, fuel to the fire in May of 2022, uh, Funny Girl and Beanie are basically entirely snubbed at the Tonys. There's one supporting actor nod and that's it. And that's pretty wild for like how expensive this show was to put on, what a big deal Funny Girl is. Mm-hmm. And Kate, do you know who actually was at that Tony's award show? Please enlighten me. Who was there? Who could it Leah be? Michelle. <laughs> Leah Michelle herself. Who oh. has sort of, at this time in May 2022, um, officially started her, what I'm calling the liaisons, uh, her sort of like comeback uh, performance, her sort of like softening of the reputation. And... Always a huge softening aspect of Leah Michelle has been her best friendship with Jonathan Groff. So true. By all accounts, a total sweetheart who is always side by side reading her phone to her. Because Literally. Leah Literally. <laughs> so at this time, there is a um, a spring awakening anniversary. There's a documentary that drops on HBO Max and um, and there's a tribute performance at the Tonys. So there, Leah Michelle is at the Tonys, absolutely fake tanned to the gills. I mean, she was yeah. She was looking a wild, a wild way, um, but also true. Um, and she's performing in the ensemble. Like, it, I just remember being like, oh, she's like going for the, she's going for a certain look. You know, she's not taking any solos. Not that that was her choice, but it, but it's noticeable. Um, so, you know, she shares the stage, presumably is reveling in Beanie's bad reviews. Maybe she didn't have any fake tan on at all. Maybe she was just glowing from, yeah. 
from the bad reviews of Funny <laughs> exactly. Girl. Exactly. That was it, I'm sure. <laughs> and then on June 15th, after, you know, all the reviews have come in, people have been joking about it for a long time. Funny Girl announces that Beanie will depart the show September 25th instead of like, usually someone would go to like the end of the year. If they're originating the role, they'd probably stay in it for at least a year. But this announcement is made and it means that she'll be ending the role only like six months after she started it. Um, and at that time, Jane Lynch is also announced that she's going to depart September 25th. Um, and Beanie gets COVID. So her understudy, Julie Binko, I think that's how you say it, starts doing a lot of the performances. And Kate, I don't know how like deeply embedded you are in theater Twitter, but were you hearing about this at all? I, so Julie Binko is, uh, very active on TikTok. And oh, right. You're a TikTok I, girl. I mean, I'm also, I'm more of a Twitter girl, but I do, for whatever reason, obviously, I say for whatever reason, we well, all you, know. you know, you gotta get, see those cat videos. Right. I get the, uh, I get a lot of musical theater TikTok. And for whatever also, reason, right, we're finding out saying, a lot here, I know. Kate. <laughs> uh, can't imagine why. Um, and yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, we can get into this more, but there is a lot of talk about whether Julie Banco is too active on social media. And yeah. Her posts about the show and her parts in the show and when she was going to be performing and and people really started talking about how she was much better vocally than Beanie. Yeah. And I think I, you know, I, I, I'm not like she shouldn't have been talking about the show because she's totally allowed to do that. But I do think I don't know that it helped for her to be as active on social media and sort of giving these behind the scene looks and when there was sort of all of this drama swirling. I think that like I root for Julie Banco the most in this story. Like I just love an understudy come up. I mean, this whole thing between like Leah and Beanie is basically like a glee meets smash like team up of it's just so funny that it is like playing out in these very traditional like TV shows about musical theater. But then you bring like a more talented understudy into that mix. And that's like delicious. I mean, I I feel like she's she's coming out on top here. And so I'd also heard that that maybe like maybe that was uncomfortable for Beanie or that that was sort of like upsetting to Beanie. And I do feel for her there, but I'm also like yeah, come up, girl. You got this the is, talent. Right. This is why we hire the pros. And right. yeah, so Tim Tiemann for the Daily Beast wrote this really great like inside look from sources at the show about how this all went down. And he does talk about how like someone connected to the show, an unnamed source, was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have let Julie post as much as she did. But like, listen, like she's an actor. She's on social media. She's talking about her job. Like, it's not like she was like, fuck Beanie Feldstein. Like, <laughs> I'm a star, you know? Right. Like, I, and she's, like, getting the show talked about in a positive right. way. Right. Yeah. So I think, obviously, this did not help in terms of Beanie uh, being compared. But, yeah, I mean, Julie Banco, like, sorry I'm talented. Like, I don't, don't know what to tell you. Oh, th thank you so much for giving her a <laughs> memoir title, Kate. Right. <laughs> so, so sorry. Yeah. So people are talking about, like, how great this understudy is. Like, could it possible be possible that she is going to be the person who's recast? But, like, the exact same time that those rumors start to swirl, then, of course, the Leah Michelle rumors start to swirl as well. So that announcement was made on June 15th. On June 30th, Gawker puts out an article that says, like, they have heard 
that Leah Michelle is taking over the role. And people just can't stop talking about it. This is the the first time it was real. Like, you know, like it was a joke before. And we were like, it was a possibility, but it was far-fetched. And like, this was a real shift because it was like, oh shit, like this actually is it's like oh wow we have to live in the reality that we created yeah wait a second wait 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 wait. (laughs) we've been joking about leah michelle and like because what i feel about leah michelle until like those spring awakening performance is like is like she could have become a robot or something it's like i hadn't seen her live in years you know, like I had, because I'm not watch. I don't follow her on Instagram. I'm not like keeping up. And so like, she had not been in the public zeitgeist in so long, even before she sort of had her downfall. So then suddenly had having to, like, I, I read that Gawker article the day it came out and having to calibrate, like, oh my gosh, should I go see her on Broadway? Or like, I'm going to hear her sing again because you know, that Jonathan Groff and her voice are like always, have always been the best things about her. Jonathan Groff has stayed (laughs) very steady. He is either a saint or very dumb or possibly both. Yeah. Poor thing. And, um, and, and it's like now maybe the singing is coming back. And so like, I think people opened up a little part of their heart that they had closed off, you know, opening it up like for better or for worse. Um, that she, you're right. Like it became real. She really might come back. In the meantime, like in July 2022, the ticket sales for Funny Girl are really slumping. Like things are going poorly for them. And it starts feeling much more realistic that like they would do something crazy. Like bring Leah Michelle back into our lives. (laughs) Yeah, that would be crazy. And yet here we are. Here we are talking about it. Okay, so on July 10th, Things really cut this timeline really comes down to like a matter of hours as the far as far as like the way this drama develops. Yes. So on Sunday, July 10th, sometime in the early evening, I believe, Beanie does a hard post, definitely a hard post of, you know, like a notes app screenshot um, explaining that she will be departing the show earlier than expected. She had announced September 25th. Now she says, once the production decided to take the show in a different direction, I made the extremely difficult decision to step away sooner than anticipated. So Beanie Feldstein is going to be only performing in Funny Girl through July 31st now. So like cutting this runtime down even more drastically. And she announces it herself on her Instagram. Comments fully off, for the record. Comments off. What do you think people would have said? I mean, I think there would have been a lot of support to a degree. That's what I think. Certainly from, like, other celebrities, and those are the only things you see. I do think there would have been some jokes uh, in the comments. That's true. But (laughs) no one is safe from Leah Michelle can't read. Right. No one is. Uh, And that's probably (laughs) the thing is even if people weren't being especially rude, they would have been talking about Leah Michelle. For sure. Because the bottom line of this is that like in this until this point, only the public is talking about Leah Michelle and Beanie Feldstein as like some sort of, you know, versus situation. They have not said hardly a word about each other. Leah Michelle has said, and Leah Michelle commented when Beanie got the role and and said something nice, like you're the star, you know, and then Beanie at some point when everyone was talking about Leah Michelle said something like, I do not know that woman. Yeah. Like, 
a true Mariah Carey moment. I was like, oh, yes. maybe she, maybe she do got a little oh, diva in her. Yeah. Um, but like until this point, you know, it's all us making jokes. So Beanie posts her Instagram. It's pretty vague, but you know, she she does seem to be like putting it on funny girl, saying that like they were going in a different direction. Basically, like uh seems like an I'm gonna quit before you can fire me sort of thing. Yeah. Although it's a little unclear. So Funny Girl hops on their Twitter and on their Instagram on Sunday evening and posts um, like a little graphic that basically says like, stay tuned, gorgeous. We've got um, some exciting casting announcements coming. And people are going nuts. It's going to be Leah Michelle. We know it. I, I mean, again, it was like, this is real. Like we thought this was a meme. And we thought this was a joke and now it's real. And in the same like Tim Demon Daily Beast article, I mean, this is, I guess, how we know that like they didn't know. Like Beanie really did kind of beat him to the punch by posting this. And I don't even think it was like super, super final yet. Like they said that they had to refigure out like Julie Banco's uh, timeline and like the Julie, the Jane Lynch timeline and things like that. Like when after the Instagram post went up, because like it was it was happening, but it hadn't happened. And then it yeah, was like, so oh. Just, oh, so they must have given themselves some sort of timeline for when they could figure this out because they post this thing and they say, stay tuned, gorgeous. There will be an announcement at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Right. And like, I would just I would love to know about the phone calls that were happening between like 7 p.m. on Sunday and 1 p.m. on Monday. And then 1 p.m. on Monday comes and Funny Girl officially announces that Leah Michelle will be taking over the role as Fanny Bryce on September 6th. Get your tickets, gird your loins. Um, at the and the in the in between, Julie Benko will be um taking on the lead role. Beanie leaves at the end of July. Leah Michelle comes at the beginning of September, and in between, you can catch Julie Benko and her TikToks uh, on Kate's <laughs> feed. Yes, I will be catching them. <laughs> oh, they'll be there, babe. <laughs> they'll be there. Don't know why, but they'll be there. Don't couldn't possibly couldn't, imagine. Can't why, imagine they will why be they there. think I'm interested in this. Uh, we do also have to talk about the Jane Lynch of it all because that is one more talk, funny. Talk to me. Funny to me. Element uh, is that Jane Lynch is departing the show like to the day the exact amount of time where she does not have to work with Leah Michelle, which she, I think has now commented and said was coincidence. But okay. But they like, I wish her officially well, but... announced when Beanie announced she'd be leaving September 25th. Jane said she'd be leaving September 25th. And then when Beanie's timeline got upped, Jane's, Jane's timeline all, got yeah, upped. It's come on. Come on. It is extremely suspicious. No one wants to work with Leah Michelle, which is just very funny. Um, but yeah, it's, oh, it's just so funny. There's so many funny Glee elements to this. Right. So, like, it's like, like you said, now, you know, now we actually have to, like, face up to this meme that we created and just, like, how often does that happen? So now we live in a reality where Leah Michelle is going to be starring in Funny Girl. What do you think about this? Like, what do you think about the controversy uh, of all of this, do you think that this is an okay decision? I I do. As a like future said, Broadway it. producer, Kate Hallowell, <laughs> is this a decision you would have made? Honestly, I think it's really successful stunt casting. I mean, we I, she'll have to be good, you know? And I'm right. not saying that, like, I want her to succeed in life because I think she's a good person. I, you know, she's obviously, like, very problematic and and 
arguably seems very racist and dramatic. With that said, I, I like from a production standpoint, like people are talking about it and people will go see her and go see it. And I think Beanie Feldstein is probably a much nicer person than Michelle. And I wish that it had worked out for her. But also like as a person who like who is online and is paid to talk about pop culture, like this is just a hilarious sequence of events. And I'm thrilled that it turned out in the way that it did. It is. It's like, I want to enjoy it less because it's really only been two years since Leah Michelle was like outed in a way that you would hope would then force her to grow. Because it really seemed like before everything officially came to light, she probably wasn't like doing a lot of personal work. No. One or would being like forced to look at herself in a mirror. And then I think that's like what we hope when things like this happen is that like when someone really has to own up to how terrible they've been or especially to how much they've hurt other people. You know, like we we you mentioned earlier, I, I sort of forgot to mention like in the Leah Michelle breakdown that like she was a child Broadway star. She grew up on Broadway immediately like graduated high school into Spring Awakening. She was in like the Spring Awakening um, like early shows when she was like a kid, like 15, 16. So she's, I mean, I mean, I think it's like very possible to assume that she was raised with this idea that like, you know, Broadway women should be divas. This is part of it. You know, like it really is this Rachel Berry thing and it becomes yeah. like, I'm, I bet it became hard for her to differentiate between that character and herself, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Wow. would love to get some insight into that brain. Um, <laughs> but like, so it's, it's, it's hard to imagine that in two years she has done the work and it, it's like, am I worried for the cast and crew of Funny Girl? Yes, I am. But I'm also like so jazzed for the possibility that either this goes really well or it tanks. Yes. I, I guess just, the worst case scenario is like a middle ground. I don't know. Yeah, just that we'll be bored. Yeah, honestly, I'm just... This has been so entertaining. And it's like we said at the beginning, like all of these people be, will be fine, largely. Like not all, but the main players in this, like Beanie Feldstein will get back on her feet. She'll get another great role, a comedic acting role. She'll be great. Leah Michelle is fine. I, you know, I, I, it's it's just been a really funny series of events, and it's really funny how it's turned out. And even if this is it, like uh, I have been entertained. You know, like I, even if it does go nowhere, it's fine. But I would love for it to either tank or do amazing because I just. I, this the amount of again like the degree of stunt casting here has just been incredible. Can I push you to say which you'd prefer to see? Oh, yeah. to whether it tanks or fails, Ooh. yeah, or uh, tanks succeeds? or succeeds, yeah. Honestly, I think I think it would be really. I kind of want it to succeed. I, I do lie. too. I'm really sorry. I, I'm I don't so know sorry. That, I don't necessarily want. I want. Leah, I want it to succeed, and then I want Leah Michelle to like go away again forever. You know, like oh, that. Well, see, that's not an option, Kate. You are <laughs> explaining a reality that will never exist. I just. I want it to succeed. I want the reading memes to continue. I want more evidence uh, of that. 
And I want her to, I want Funny Girl to now have a scene where she like has to live read a different yeah. newspaper on yeah. stage every I want, performance. I want like videos of her like greeting fans afterwards and like not signing things or like them being like, my name is this and her like not writing it. You know, like that's the kind of content that I need. I think and that it, could be some boots on the ground journalism that we could be, we could I be getting so. down to, Kate. I need I need her to be tested and I need to know. Um but it just has been such good content, you know? And I just, it's hard for me to root against it at this point. Right. That's the thing is like, I think that the content continues a little further if she succeeds and is great and like has a true comeback. It's like, I want her to have to account for her crimes, but I also want her to be a really talented person who figures it out and like does a good job in this show. I think, like I said earlier, the person that I'm most rooting for is Julie Banco. So like, <laughs> I guess my greatest hope is that she's so incredible, like in, in the middle, that then she gets to go on to a less cursed show and take the lead and like be seen as this sort of savior figure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I yeah. I think that's, that's the, uh, the best case scenario is like, I also want yeah. Broadway to succeed and like funny girl just completely tanking is not great. It's a bummer. So it would be a bummer. It would be a bummer. So if they can if they can turn this thing around then I guess I guess we have accidentally kind of pop culture history lessened this before the end. So we're going to we're just going to have to do um a little check-in at some point and you know hopefully like find some clips of Leah Michelle singing either great or I, I mean I hope she's been you know lubing up that voice for the last five years right she hasn't been performing of time. yeah she's had plenty of time so Jonathan Groff will he'll read her her lines in her off-site performances and it'll all be great and Beanie will you know take some time off and she'll be fine she yeah, just got I engaged. Think, she's thriving she's doing great I know and they are such a cute couple I think yeah I think that we should say that well, well where do you think how what do you think the future looks like for Beanie? Where do you think she's going? Like what happens next? I mean, she's still She's just going to be fine. She's going to be fine. I think she's going to get a ton of roles. Maybe they don't include singing, but like I don't no one was poo-pooing like her acting prowess, you know? And I also think like the constant backlash cycle, I think will go back around and people will start rooting for her again, especially Absolutely. with the Leah I, Michelle I almost, of it all. I, yeah. I I'm sure this has been awful for her. Like I'm yeah. sure oh, this absolutely. has been terrible. But it's, I feel like it's going to be a net positive. It's like, going to come back around. People yeah. are going to root for her. She's going to be the underdog again. And she'll get yeah. some sort of great comedic role in movies, TV, and she'll be fine. I mean, I guess the story is always try to be a Broadway star because you're always going to land on your feet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So this one was for the theater kids. This one was for <laughs> the annoying people. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much to Kate for diving extremely deep on Leah Michelle Can't Read Memes for me. <laughs> and thank you to Devin for producing this episode. We will see you next time on Pop Culture History Lesson. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th, 
and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.